0: O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the early 1990s, my sister went off to college for the first time. She went a couple of times. When she first started college, there was a contentious presidential election between a man named Bush and a man named Clinton that deeply divided the nation. While in college, while she was in college, our country fought a war in the Middle East. We were struggling to work out peace between Israel and its neighbors. Congress was debating health care and how to make it more affordable, and the national economy was uncertain as more jobs were being moved overseas and factories were closing. A decade later, I went to college in the year 2000, and while in college, there was a contentious presidential election between uh, a man named Bush and Clinton's vice president that deeply divided our nation. Our country fought a war in the Middle East, and we were struggling to work out peace between Israel and its neighbors. Congress was debating health care and how to make it more affordable. The national economy was uncertain as more jobs were being moved overseas and factories were closing. Two decades later, my nephews went to college. While they were in college, there was a contentious presidential election between a woman named Clinton and a guy that beat Bush in a primary. Our nation was still fighting a war in the Middle East. We were still struggling to work out peace between Israel and its neighbors. Congress was still debating health care and how to make it more affordable. The national economy was still uncertain as more jobs were being moved overseas and factories were closing. If the past 40 years have been any indication we might believe the lie that things will never change. Things will never change. We have lots of personal evidence, even if you don't like politics. We have a lot of personal evidence that things will never change, don't we? How many of us want to lose weight, exercise more, and eat healthier? How many of us want to stop smoking or want to be less anxious, more patient, happier, and as more and more times we try, and as, as hard as we often convince ourselves that this time things will be different, we fall back into those same patterns and habits as before. And over time, we become convinced that things will never change. It's just the way of the world, isn't it? The more things change, the more things stay the same. In our gospel lesson this morning, we have a very beautiful, intimate, and yet also disturbing encounter. Mary of Bethany, her sister Martha, have welcomed to dinner Jesus and his disciples. And this is a normal occasion for them. They have Jesus and his disciples over for dinner all the time. This is a little bit different because it's six days before the Passover and Jesus is getting ready to go to Jerusalem and they sit down for dinner and Martha is doing her thing, serving dinner and getting everything ready like Martha does and then Mary comes over and opens a bottle of perfume and pours it over Jesus' feet. And then lovingly dries his feet with her hair. It's the same oil that might be used to anoint a body as they prepare for burial. And so there is beauty, and yet there is pain in this moment. There's the beauty of love and adoration, but mixed with the pain, what is Mary doing? Does she know something that we don't? It seems to think that Mary might be under the impression that this is the last time that they may see Jesus. Mary has this almost prophetic sense that Jesus' mission will soon bring him into conflict with the religious and political leaders of Jerusalem. Now she knows that Jesus will not give up but she also knows what is likely to happen to Jesus. She has seen and heard countless people who have tried to speak up for the powerless only to be crushed by the powers of this world. She believes in Jesus, but she seems to know what will happen to Him. Things will never change. And so she lovingly anoints the body of her Lord. Now Judas Iscariot can't stand any of this. He calls it wasteful. He says the perfume should have been sold and the money given to the poor. And he has a point, right? Right? I mean, Jesus is always going on about helping the poor and feeding the hungry and and giving away our possession. And here's Mary pouring hundreds of dollars of perfume onto the floor. How wasteful. And so Judas objects. Now you and I get lit in on a little secret that the other disciples don't know yet. John tells us that Judas has been stealing out of the disciples' treasury. And so Judas isn't really concerned about the poor. He's concerned about his cut of the money. He sees his profits spilling out on the dusty floor of that house in Bethany. Turns out, wouldn't you know it, that Judas is one of those holier-than-thou hypocrites who points out the faults of others all the while plotting and scheming for how he can turn things out to his own benefit. Things will never change, right? Not even the sweet perfume can cover up the stink of Judas's hypocrisy. We always have people like Judas. Things will never change. Now, of course, the whole group turns to Jesus to see what his response will be between this conflict between Mary and Judas. And like a good rabbi, he quotes from Torah. From Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 11, you will always have the poor with me, or with you. You will always have the poor with you. And then he adds, but you will not always have me. Now, uh, many preachers have used this as an excuse not to give anything to the poor, right? Because Jesus said, look, you're always going to have the poor, nothing you can do about it, just move on about your daily business. But that's because we haven't committed the text of Deuteronomy to memory like the disciples would have. If I said, for God so loved the world, you could fill out the rest, right? Well, do you know that Deuteronomy 15.11 has a little bit more than just that part? It says this, you will always have the poor with you, therefore open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. You see, Jesus indicates that he'll be gone soon gone from them, and that they'll have to show their love for Jesus in different ways. Let Mary show her love in this way, and you show your love by finishing the commands that I have taught you. For Jesus, serving others and loving Him are not mutually exclusive. In fact, it's precisely what we're called to do. Because things will never change. We will always be called to the work of loving Jesus by loving everyone that Jesus loves. Some will do like Mary. Some will do like Martha. Hopefully none of you will do like Judas. But all of us are called to love and serve the Master with whatever we have. that will never change one last thing has anyone else noticed there's a dead man sitting at the table for dinner Lazarus is at dinner with them. this is Lazarus' house in case you didn't know or you forgot one chapter earlier Lazarus died and Jesus raised him back from the dead and there he is sitting at dinner as if this is the most normal thing in the world. Things will never change. Tell that to Lazarus. And I think that's what we learned today. There are some things in this life that will never change. People will still make bad decisions. Bad guys will win and good guys will suffer. We all will make mistakes and fall into the same old habits and hang-ups. People whom we love will leave us. Things will change and not change. But our faith is based on a changeless God who in Christ Jesus defeated death and thereby changed everything. So believe the lie or not, It doesn't change this. Our solid ground is Jesus Christ. And nothing will ever change that good news. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that you have called us into loving service through your Son, Jesus. That you have called us to be his disciples and to follow him wherever he leads. We are grateful that no matter matter the powers in this world, no matter the mistakes that people make, not even death itself is a barrier to the love of God in Jesus Christ. And so we thank you for the things that change and the things that remain the same. You are our solid ground, our faithful God, and our Lord forever. Amen.